Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Where Is This Going? Before you get into it today, I want to please just ask you to take a quick second to rate and review the show if you are listening on Apple's podcast app, and also take a quick second to go subscribe to my YouTube channel that you can find by searching my name, Felix Levine, on YouTube. There you'll find every episode in its video version as well as smaller clips and highlights from those episodes. And check out my website, felix-levine.com. There you'll have all of my podcasts in both video and audio formats as well as photos from every recording, testimonials from past guests, and if you are a fan or a sponsor interested in getting in touch with me, you'll have all my contact information there handy. Also, quickly, if you haven't done so already either, please follow me on Instagram at Felix.Levine, on Twitter at Felix Levine. And now, my next guest, we had him on last year. He is a fantastic comedian and an even better human being. Please welcome Nico White. good i mean we can uh it, let's just say it already started let's but say I'm, it already started i'm back bro. i'm back with nico white ladies and gentlemen <laughs> can you fucking believe it we're back man i saw you a year ago what the fuck happened uh i i i don't you asking the wrong person how the fuck should i know all i know is that um last year was going solid solid then fucking this year the world implodes and it picks the worst timing as far as my hopes and dreams are concerned. <sighs> Take a minute, man. I don't know. Oh, I don't need a minute, nigga. I've had more than, <laughs> I've had more than minutes, bruh. I've had minutes on top of minutes inside the house. I don't want to wait for shit else. Now tell me, uh God, hold up. There's too much, there's too much I want to get into. Take your time. First, mm-hmm. little something that we, that the world doesn't know about you. I'll tell you what you told me last time after. Okay. Little something that the world doesn't know about me is that I'm a lot more sensitive than I put out, right? You said something similar, but I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm a lot more sensitive than people give me credit for, and I'm not half as serious as people fucking take. That's me. what you said. Yeah, and it's like it's it's truly annoying sometimes because you don't get. I I don't I don't know how to put this in words that make sense to anyone else but me, but it seems like. Whenever, like, even when, when I'm playing around, right? People will play with you, and then as soon as you say something back, <gasps> yeah. and I'm like, well, why does my word matter so fucking much? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, don't take me so seriously. I'm fucking around, like, most of the time. More than half of the time. And I try to tell people, like, yo, I don't have this fucking... They'll, they'll try to tell me how my disposition is, and I hate that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I'm all that serious. Been around me. I've been in here for five minutes. We ain't said nothing serious yet. Yeah. You feel what I'm talking about? So yeah. just like stuff like that, misinterpreting my energy really um gets on my nerves. And I feel like it happens a little bit more often than I like. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And usually from people who it's like, oh, I didn't even want you to take my energy that way. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why do you think people read on your energy like that? I don't fucking know. I have no idea. Give them weird looks? No, I mean, <laughs> this is how I look. I don't know what to tell people. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I fucking look like this and I sound like this. I learned to get used to it. Fucking get used to it. Get used to it. That's now, all. I told you uh, the other thing that you t- told me last time as well is that mm-hmm. you uh you're a big crier. 
Oh yeah, I cried oh, like you, a bitch. <laughs> have you uh, had some time to cry over this past uh, three, no, four months? No, I only cried. Um, I cried once, and I I'm not the type of person to break down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I had the first breakdown I've ever had in my adult life over this shit. Wow. Because you got to think about it. It's me, right? But I don't just support myself. I support myself. Fucking me and moms. You know what I'm saying? So. I felt like when this shit started, it came at the worst times. I did all the responsible shit a person's supposed to do, fucking paid for taxes. I felt real good about paying my taxes because I had, again, you know how when you, people will talk to you sometimes and they'll t they'll say a little shit and they don't know what they're talking about. And it doesn't get to you in the moment because you know what it is. But after the fact, you think about shit. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So there was someone who I'm not, friends with anymore but they had said something along the lines of uh you don't pay your own way to me and i was like i laughed because i'm like well shit who does i pay these taxes mm -hmm. i pay my bills i pay whatever else and don't nobody do it for me so when this happened this shit came right after i'm when i say this shit by the way if you, unless you live in a, under a rock i'm talking about the quarantine stay at home orders and all, all that so as a stand-up, you know, we like to think that, not that we like to think, I'll just speak for me. As far as I knew, they weren't touching our shit. Because mm -hmm. our shit never gets touched. It's never so important the way it has to touch, like the comedy clubs, right? So again, you think, oh, there's some sort of immunity. Okay, there'll be like 20% capacity, whatever, whatever, we'll still be able to work. I had a headlining gig at Governor's Levittown, I think. Yeah. And they had just started the capacity rules, right? So, you know, we driving, me and um, shout out to Evan Combest. We going out, we going out there, and there was an energy in the air that was really fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? I like to think that I'm a what you call that? Um, empathic, mm -hmm. right? So it just felt weird. Felt weird, but everything was. The way I like it, you know what I'm saying? I had a good lineup of comics on the show. This is a club that I do really well in all the time, numbers-wise and all that. So I'm confident. I ain't heard nothing weird. You know what I'm saying? I ain't heard that the numbers are low or anything. So we on our way out, listening to Lil Wayne car like I usually do, but something just don't fucking feel mm -hmm. right. We get there, nigga. We walk into the club, and I like to get to a club like maybe 15 minutes before the show starts, right? There's not a soul in that motherfucker, not one person. Wow. Right? So now me, I, I, I don't really tell motherfuckers this, but the one thing that scares me is no show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. one thing that scares yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I've been on, I just stopped calling it the Introducing Me Tour, funny enough, but I've been doing the Introducing Me Tour since 2014. Mm -hmm. So here we are in 2020, the only show I ever canceled was in Texas on a Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? So I have a pretty good track record. Fucking, I show up and I'll see anybody, nigga, I'm pacing back and forth. I'm pacing back and forth and I don't want anybody else to fucking get my energy. So I'm off to the side, listening to music like I usually would. Thank God, fucking, it makes you realize how much you appreciate shit. Two people came in. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, man, and I'm, and I wasn't thinking like, fuck, only two people are here. I'm like, these motherfuckers let this show go. I'm going to give these two motherfuckers the best show they ever seen, right? F few more people come in. 
and a few more people come in. A few more people come in. It's now it's looking like a show, right? It's not as packed as it was. Not as um the seats that were reserved weren't all filled up, but we had a good show. Maybe about 50 people came in for that first show, right? I go on stage, fucking, before I get on stage, the host goes up, the energy's good, the the uh, guest spot goes on, it's good, Feech goes up, does a really good job, I come on. Me and this crowd connect, right? And it, feel, it feels great, blah, 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 okay, cool, night one over. Night two, come in, first show, nice and packed, right? Second show, decent, fucking... Certain moments you don't expect to come back to. So just in passing on the first night, this older woman that came, her and her husband, and they said something to me that I didn't know would impact me in any way, shape, form, or fashion, right? They came up and they said, you know, I heard everything that's going on on the news, right? She said, but if I didn't come here tonight, I would have missed you and I would have felt a lot worse, right? Mm -hmm. So she she said that and that felt amazing to hear it then, but again, you know, you think that's just a nice thing that you'll take and just hold it for that night, maybe two nights. So that's Friday, Saturday. Now, Sunday, I have a spot at the Comedy Cellar. I'm hosting um, Fat Black Pussycat. And this is the Comedy Cellar. Yeah. Best club in the world. Yes, sir. I've never heard these words before. I get to the cellar. We're canceling the show tonight. Nobody showed up. Oh, shit. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. Nobody showed up. Here? Now it's scary. So, Monday comes. I'm sitting at home. And it's a lot of news, right? A lot of news. And I'm glued to that shit. A lot of news trying to figure out what's happening. So now, I have a show booked for Wednesday. The cellar was closed for um, that Monday and Tuesday because they were having people come in and do a deep cleaning, right? Then they put in the fucking stay-at-home order, right? So when they put in the stay-at-home order, this is what happened in my mind. I'm thinking about all the shit that I have coming up, right? And I got some shit coming up, right? I got a special with this place here. We're taping in April. Fucking... I'm a pro comic. The money that I make doing stand-up, I know what I got coming. You know what I'm saying? I'm, so I'm sitting in the house like, okay, it's going crazy, but if we can get to the end of March, I'll be good till this time. God willing, we can get to April. If I can get through the first uh, three weeks in April, I'm good for the rest of the year. Right? Nigga, the news came back with uh, a... <coughs> 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 Excuse me. Excuse me. All all that shit. All of it on pause. So when they said that everything was going on pause. Now, I just paid my taxes. I just paid mine and mom's bills. I just filled the fridge. On my makeup week, which is usually the second week in the month. On my makeup week, I'm supposed to come up with the money that I put away. Everything is And that's literally what it fucking sounded like in my head, nigga, is I'm going through the Rolodex yeah. of shit I got coming. It sounded like... <laughs> so I'm in the house. My mom is on this side, right? Now, this happened in 
March? Yeah, I think it was March like seventh, eighth. Happened happened in March. No, this is later than the seventh or eighth because it was past my mom's okay. birthday. So my grandma's birthday was that Sunday. Right. So it's like the fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth. Full lockdown, like the yeah, something like that. Yeah, mid March. Seventeen, seventeen, eighteen, yeah. something like that. So now I knew what I wanted to do for mom's because her birthday had just passed. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get her some fucking. I wanted to get a new um living room set for her and a new bedroom set for her, right? So it's all that shit that I want to do for her. And it shifts from that thought to like, fuck that nigga. How are we going to fill the fridge? Yeah. Wait, fuck the fridge. How she going to make sure she eat? Holy shit, man. When that shit hit me, mom's sitting here. I'm sitting at the, um, we had the couch here and a little chair next to the couch. I'm sitting at the chair looking at that TV. I ain't never pulled one of these in front of my mom's in there. <laughs> then like the man the man and you like I ain't going I ain't about to whimper nigga <laughs> tears start coming down and it's certain shit that you don't know that you needed right mm-hmm. I didn't even know I needed these certain confirmations cause my mom my mom couldn't fucking believe it she, cause I was sitting there just fine but all that shit hit me Right, because the one thing I've never been is insufficient. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've never not been sufficient. I've never not been um, never not been. I've never been insufficient. I've never been dependent, and I've never been in a space where I had to ask for any type of help. Right, right. I don't do that shit. I'm the suffering silence type. So when it hit me, I was like out of it. I was fucking going so I was going so hard. It all hit me. It punched me that hard because I'm like. Yo, fucking, we got, we right here. Mm-hmm. We right here. You know what I'm saying? And this happened, so there was, there's a selfishness in you that feels like it's just happening to you. Mm-hmm. Fuck everybody else. I didn't, at, at that particular second in time, yeah. I didn't have the wherewithal to think about everybody else. All I knew is that I, and what I protect, what I stand for, and what I stand strong in, you, it felt like it was snatched from you, mm-hmm. right? So when your mom talks to you, there's a certain there's certain warmth that your mother has, mm-hmm. right? If you have if you have one that's any um that's any good, I can't speak for everybody's mom, but thankfully I have a good one. Fucking, she says some shit to me that I didn't know I needed to hear, because in that moment I'm like, yo, how am I, how am I going to take care of her? Mm-hmm. Fucking X Y Z isn't blah blah blah, and she was like, look, whatever you worried about. As far as you being able to look out for me, let that go. You've done an amazing job as far as that's concerned. And again, it's certain shit like that you don't realize that you need. You don't realize that you were insecure about. Oh, I didn't realize I was insecure about that type Mm -hmm. of thing. I didn't realize fucking, you know, I work a lot. Mm -hmm. You feel me? I work a lot. I'm damn near obsessed with comedy. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? So... I don't take a lot of time and hadn't taken a lot of time to sit, smell the roses and really appreciate shit. Mm -hmm. Right. So the negatives of all this is it stopped a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? It put a lot of shit on pause. I've I've never made six figures. Never been about to make six figures either. Mm -hmm. Now you talking about somebody I've been doing this. I'm 14 years old Mm -hmm. and it seemed like, okay, we get here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Yeah. So in that moment, fucking that shit hit me. And when it hit me, 
I had to sit in that. I had to sit after that punch for a minute. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and we talking about 24 hours spent. Fucking, I hadn't been that down since my grandma had passed away in 2014. Yeah. And so, you know, you start, th- I start thinking all deep. I'm like, oh, patterns and all that type shit, right? Bunch of stuff that doesn't really matter. So now, me and moms have our talk. I cool down a lot, right? Fucking, my pops calls me. I get the other side of that talk. I cool down a lot, right? Now, I can't say that I have it all figured out. I can't. And I won't say that. But I can say whatever, what, I, don't, I don't know what you call it, whatever part of the universe that's responsible for looking out for me, I got that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the fuck shit worked out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And things happened, but in that initial moment, I was scared to death. You know what I'm saying? I still worry about certain shit. You worry about, okay, when are we able, when are we going to be able to perform? When are we going to be able to get back to it? So now it's like, okay, what am I going to do to fight this feeling? Because there's a part of me that just misses work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm going to interrupt you. I also know that, uh, you know, from last time, one of the big takeaways that I had just as you as a person is, Mm -hmm. um, you know, not only your love for comedy, mm-hmm. but I remember, I think you told me you do like 500 plus shows a year. A year, yeah. And I mean, you've been doing it since you were, mm-hmm. you know, so. I was five, four when I started. Yeah. <laughs> you're tall. You're like six, two, six, I'm three. six, three now. Six, three. Um, but also, I think the other main, you know, thing is just, I can't even imagine for you to, you know, even you're talking financially, I mm-hmm. mean, to work to do what you love is mm-hmm. one thing. To make yes. money, to survive off of what you love is a beautiful thing. Blessing. And then, you know, to to make good amount of money and to, to you know, Blessing. to have that, what, what's the expression, like a rug taken out or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can, uh, I can imagine that that's really hard. And also just, I feel like it's harder when you didn't do anything about it. Well, right. You know? See, it, it's, it, it, it hurts more so when you think about the fact that, because when I thought it was just happening to me, because, yeah. again, we all get selfish. You yeah, know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. But when it felt like it was just me, that shit was the worst. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To realize that it's everybody. When did you realize it wasn't just you? Um, Probably a few minutes after. You know what I mean? Look, yeah. look, hindsight is 2020, and you you know the answers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know You know the answers, but... When grief hits you, mm-hmm. you have to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. Cause again, I'm I really am the type of person that I don't I don't moan, I don't cry. You know what I'm saying? Fucking when shit happens, it happens. Mm. I'm one of those people that I think most of the time that you can't depend on people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've seen too many good people get hurt when they ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I tend not to. What this showed me was that if there ever is a problem, there's help. Because what's the one thing I don't like? I don't like asking for help. Mm-hmm. Never did. I feel you. Shit never will. But I didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And thankfully, even though I didn't much need it, need it, it was offered. Mm-hmm. And from the people that offered, I appreciate the fuck out of. Because there's certain confirmations that you get throughout this thing. You know, people can say what they want about comedians. I know uh, some news that comes out about some comics isn't always the best, but I'll tell you as easy as I live and breathe, stand-up comedians are some of the best fucking people I've ever met. So you can miss me with all the bullshit. You can miss me with the examples of ones that aren't that good as far as being people is concerned. 
but I know some golden people in this fucking art form. And then knowing those people helped me get through this shit. And at what point did you feel like you were through the shit or out, out of I don't, I don't necessarily that. know that I'm out of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's not about um being through it. It's one of those things where it's life. Right. You know what I'm saying? We live in it. At the end of the day, I'm not dead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As far as I know, I'm not sick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My mom is alive. There's food in the fridge. The rent is paid. And it gave, it, this gave me something. Mm. I talk a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I just mean just as like a person. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I talk a lot of shit. But to actually be able to sit back and realize, and it's something I've always cared about, and it's something I always took a lot of pride in, but I was sitting in the house one day, and I'm I'm on um I'm on my laptop and a very good indica, and I'm thinking, fucking, what if it never comes back? Mm-hmm. What if it never comes back? If it all ended, what what can you say? Have you done a good job? If it all ended tomorrow, oh well, in this case, not tomorrow. If it all ended yesterday, right? If it all ended yesterday. Can you say you've done a good job? Let me put this yeah, yeah. on um, turn that, turn that. mute. I'm ta- I'm actually telling motherfuckers my feelings for once. Yeah. And now, and now I got a couple holes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things where I'm sitting in that bitch and I'm like, man, if it was all over. Mm-hmm. I started at 14. I didn't know I was going to start no shit like this. How old are you right now? I'm 27. That's right. Because you were 26 last year. So... <laughs> that would make sense. I, I wasn't gonna say it. I was just. I, I wasn't was, gonna say. I, I thought because I remember I was like, he told me it was twenty. Yeah. 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 I th- now, Man, damn it, this they, is they, off. They love you. Yeah, but I turned it off. Um. Anyhow, so it's one of those things where I'm sitting in the house and I'm saying to myself, "Man, if it's if it all ended and it's all over, did you do a bad job?" And I, everything I looked at in my apartment. Little two bedrooms and sure it's the projects, but I pay Manhattan rent. Mm-hmm. And uh, good, do, <laughs> hit that do not disturb. Oh, is that how you do it? I just, I'm new to the iPhone. Oh now. yeah, I remember. Yeah, I don't really fuck with these. Uh, Where's that the little nothing? moon thing? Okay, cool. So I'm sitting and I'm looking at everything, and I'm like, man, everything from this chair, this notebook paper, this pen, everything in this bitch, comedy did it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know when I started you could even make money doing stand-up. Yeah. I thought you either broke or Martin Lawrence. I didn't know there was any in between. So it gave me a second to fucking smell the roses that I got to plant. You know what I'm saying? And for better or worse, for better or worse, if it did if it all had ended, the last show I was on before that point was a Nico White headlining show. Mm-hmm. I wasn't opening for nobody. I wasn't doing no guest spots for nobody. I wasn't happy or honored to be on stage with something. No, no, no. It was mine. Yeah. Those, fo- those folks came out to a show that's part of my tour. And I know how it started. It started in front of eight fucking people in a classroom, dog. So, no, you can't tell me that if, if, if shit never came back, you, couldn't, you can't convince me that I made the wrong choice. You can't. Yeah. You can't convince me that the last 13 years were wrong. You can't. Mm-hmm. If the shit never comes back, you can't do that. I'm a proud comedian. It's an overly proud comedian. <laughs> so having said that, it gave me a lot more um, faith in the art form. Because that's one thing I never did. There was a lot of people, and it kind of made me sad. There was a lot of people, even some comedians that I respected, some that I looked up to from the time I started. 
that were just calling the death of comedy. The death, oh, it's over. It's all over. It's all over. And I'm like, I got to word this right. Because I want to make sure, I don't, want, I don't want my intention and my words not to match. I was disappointed in some of the ones that I seen because I'm talking about people that I watched when I was starting out. And they were, they're big now, but they were, they were smaller then, mm-hmm. name recognition wise. But the love of the art form is what kept them out, kept them out, kept them going out, kept them doing those gigs that we were doing back then. And then they became who they are, right? So to see those folks kind of lose faith in it scared me a little bit because these are people that I respect. So I'm like, well, shit, is that is that was left for me? And it's like. No, because I don't feel that way. But damn, how you giving up on it? Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was like watching your um, it's like having siblings, and your mom is in like a nursing home or something, and your siblings are like, "Well, shit, I ain't got, I ain't going to see it." You know what I'm saying? It's over. It's like it ain't even on life support, dog. What are you right. talking about? Right. They canceled the NBA. Nigga, comedy is not dead. Yeah. So to see that happen to people, then also realizing, yo. They love this thing just as much as you do. Yeah. You were scared too. Probably just scared. Well, I think also that the main thing, I think that that is disappointing in a sense, mm-hmm. I guess. For And I, I'm not even part of the. I, this nigga get, want me to get even closer. <laughs> Social distancing says six feet, nigga. My arm is only four feet. How close do you want me, man? <laughs> but, um. You're sitting in your goddamn chair soon. <laughs> but, uh. I think the thing that was, I guess, disappointing in a sense was mm-hmm. also, you know, those top comedians that are so financially well off, mm-hmm. they could take a couple years off. You know, they could they could say, ah, death to comedy, I'm good, I get my residuals from Netflix. And True, but I didn't see a lot of those guys. I didn't see a lot of those, but I, I think, well, there's another thing that, that just came into my mind mm-hmm. is, first, I think it's a great mentality uh, to have, I guess, you're basically setting no expectations for the future. Uh, uh, no, I can't say that. That's no? a bit, that's that's a little too um wise and a little too um unselfish. To yeah, be but honest. you said, but you did say if if it ended yesterday. Yeah, if, um, it, if it, I did my if so it at ended, least you're, you're basically not you know you're not like oh fuck I really want it to happen tomorrow I really want this like I want I want everything to happen tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is is that in those moments right because they if they came back and said comedy was dead dead R.I.P. You can basically kill people like me. But more so what I'm saying is is that I'm not insecure in what's been my career so far. Right. Very proud of it. Because for whatever you think you have to show for it, and depending on the type of person that you are and things that matter to you, fucking for me, I check those boxes. Yeah. To me, being a man is fucking keeping your word, taking care of the fucking people that depend on you. And staying true to the things that, whatever your tenets mm-hmm. are, right? So a couple of my tenets are, I just want to be able to, when I look in the mirror, I'm proud of the fucking person I see. I want to make sure the people that depend on me are good. And I want to make sure whatever the thing is that I'm doing, I'm doing it as best as I can. Right. I can check off those three boxes. Beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And again, I'm a stand-up comic. Yeah. Just is what it is. And I think, but you know, it's a... Uh, it's crazy because in these past three, four months, um, you know, it's one of those things that I think comedy is, since it's kind of like a human, I don't want to say emotion, laughing. What is laughing? Well, is, it's, uh, a, it's, it's a, a, rea- a, a reaction. Rea- 
I it's think a it, reaction. It's like a natural. It's a it's a natural. The way you love or the way you eat mm-hmm. is something that people just do. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And they'll always do it for the rest of the time. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, to think that that, that that there's not a market for what we do is ridiculous. Oh. And there it's always ridiculous. will be. It always will be. Look, stand up, stand up, stand up isn't going anywhere. Yeah. If the medium, if the conduit changes, the conduit changes. Comedians adapt immediately. Right. Come. We started the Zoom shows. Yeah. Okay? Comedians started the Zoom shows. Comedians started the outside shows. We aren't going anywhere. Right. If you motherfuckers will show up to a place, we'll show up to a place. What what was what were those like the doing the, the Zoom shows and the outside shows? Um I'll I'll speak to those in order. So the Zoom shows were weird, but they were necessary. Because the one thing, especially here in New York, they say that like, you know, Oh, comics don't like to promote, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. Every comedian that I know basically became their own television network. Yeah. Basically. Fucking my boys, Jordan Rock and um, Reg Thomas, shout out to them. They did their thing, Productively Stone. Boys was promoting that shit in a way where, I, where you sit at home and you go, it was almost like listening to good rap music because your fucking face scrunch up. Like, yeah, yeah. To see yeah. motherfuckers actually yeah. go and get it like that. Mm-hmm. I saw people that were doing shit that was horrifying on zoom but they were trying mm-hmm. and you got to start somewhere there's so many people that have this fear of fucking misfiring right and mm-hmm. and i and i'm i'm one of the biggest motherfuckers when it comes to that there's a lot of shit there's a lot of just like simple posts right. that I don't put out because it's like oh this isn't perfect oh there's a typo here but all that bullshit right to watch the people fucking lose that mm-hmm. to watch some of my peers lose that and to watch some of my peers just get activated by you know activism and all that shit it's beautiful yeah so for all intents and purposes if nothing else this shit showed you a lot it showed you that the motherfuckers that were doing or at least the ones that i look to the my peers that i look to and that i respect mm-hmm. motherfuckers gonna be everything that i thought they were yeah it's just a matter of when we're when we get back Right. So if everybody fucking or everybody that I look look at and look to, we stay all right. We'll be all right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But calling the death of our art form that shit is crazy to me. And the, the, you'll die first, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> the outside shows. Oh, the I'm outside shows are um. God, God bless the places that are making those things happen. Mm-hmm. You got uh, so like how's got, it work? Cause I haven't, I haven't been to any of them. Oh, you need to go, man. Stand up New York does um, and shout outs to good old stand up New York, dog. Fucking stand up New York has like three in a couple of parks, and then there's a spot called the Stand. I think they're starting to do outside shows. Okay, and oh, excuse me. And and check their shit out too because they also have a restaurant inside. Right. So again, I've been to the stand. I don't know how they were doing it. How are they doing it outside? Because it's like on a it's kind of on a smaller street. It's on a smaller street, but they had that old that whole yeah. like outside block basically. Yeah. And I hopefully there's not too many. Um, no, it can't be because they they're able to sit people outside. Mm-hmm. So basically, they take the restaurant that they had inside. And I'm so fucking glad they did because look, man, we don't want as a comic anyway. You don't want to see any place fucking not be here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's already there's already not enough spots. You know what I mean? So shit, we worry about these places. You know what I'm saying? We all we all be like, fuck, we hope everybody's still here when we get back. So to see them taking steps to make sure that they can still be productive in this time, amazing. 
know what I'm saying? So God bless those folks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but they're they're good shows. The best one I've done so far was Jay Nog's joint out at uh the Bel Air Diner out in Astoria. And man, I was nervous. You know I mean, I was nervous. Fucking, I didn't do a show for over a hundred days, like 118 days, and that shit kills me. Yeah. Kills me. That's probably I, the longest since you were what 14. I've never, I've never gone that long without wow. performing. I the longest I had not performed on stage before this was a week because I had the flu. You know what I'm saying? I had to told, I had to be told not to go out. Right? This, you talk about a motherfucker who doesn't like not working, just being at home and then being. You know what I'm saying? I don't like existing. Shit sucks. I like living. Yeah. So that existing part, people that go, oh, you need to learn how to be still. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sitting there and you just feel this nothingness. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard to be productive. So what bought me out of that, and a lot, and a lot of comics did this too, to where if they had a project that they could put out, they put it out. Right, so for me that looked like my it was it became my album. Right, right. So I need something plug to it for him on. real quick. Fuck yeah, I'll plug it for him. So um, ladies and gentlemen, I have a new album. It's called Marcellus M A R S C E L L U S. It's available on iTunes and anywhere else. The albums can be bought. But what you're going to hear now is a story behind the album. So um, last year I think I invited you to that show. As a matter of fact, you couldn't yeah, make it. Yeah, I was. I think I was in Boston or something happened. God, I was. I was trying. Now you can't see me till twenty twenty nine. Twenty. But <laughs> I'm just joshing. So, fucking in October of last year, I set up. Um, I set up a show, and it's funny how it came about. I put up a poll on Instagram just to do so, mm-hmm. right? Because the last big show I had done before this was my 10-year anniversary show mm-hmm. in 2017. And I don't know, man. I'm one of those people. I get I get, I get, get angry at myself because I'm like, man, all these fucking shows you do, you should record more of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many moments that you just you just have. You know what I'm saying? I, and I like it like that. I like to be able to fucking you know, hold a moment like Snowflake, all that bullshit in my mind. But nah, I also like to show people too. So I was like... Hey, y'all, should I do a show in the fall? And the poll came back. And I don't know what I was expecting. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I was expecting motherfuckers to be like, no. But (laughs) it came back in 100% yes on the poll. So that gave me all the happy butterflies inside. Mm -hmm. And I hit up the folks in New York Comedy Club. And I said, hey, can I get a date for October? Gave it to me right away. And so I start to promote the show because I, I, I'm one of those people especially if it's here in New York I, I promote like a crazy person dog every other post is going to be about that show if you whatever picture you see of me it don't got shit to do with me it's all about this show that's the way to do it so I start promoting it out early just because that's how that's how I'm trained to do it and I'm getting all these like messages like yo you're selling really good you're selling really good but bro I don't know who's buying the fucking tickets hmm Cause everybody that I that usually are my go tos are like, nah, I ain't got mine yet. Nah, I ain't gonna be able to make it. No, I don't know. So I couldn't put names to mm-hmm. ticket holders, and because I'm so nervous about that type of shit, I don't like asking how many tickets are sold. Right? I don't want to know the number. I just want to know the show is a go and sold out. That's all I want to know. Anything else would drive me fucking crazy. So I'm promoting. I'm promoting. I'm promoting. And I still don't know what I'm going to do with this, right? So Scott at New York Comedy Club 
he's a sound engineer. So I just asked him, I said, hey, can we record the show? Again, still don't know what I'm going to do with it. I just want the tape, just in case. Man, me and Mikey, Mikey Mays, shout out to Mikey Mays. Mikey's a very, very good friend of mine, and he opens for me on the road, right? Mm -hmm. So Mikey's going to be on the show in October. We're doing the last stop before um, my show here in the city was our gig in Altoona, PA, right? And... You know how shit just feels special? Mm -hmm. Fucking dog. We go out, we drive out, and Jason, I think it's the guy's name, I fucking hope I got it right, <laughs> that bought us out there. The way we do that show, we fucking kill. And that was one of the ones where Mikey put his foot in their ass before I got up there, man. So I had to go up there and I had to work. And then after the show, we have a fucking impromptu barbecue at the house. After the fact, fucking people that were at the show came. Just all, all that type of special shit that you can't replicate, right? And now I'm hearing that my show is sold out. And I'm like, bullshit, there's no fucking way. I'm, I'm, this is how paranoid I got, dog. I thought that somebody 50 cented me. You remember when, you remember when Ja Rule was going before? This nigga 50 bought out the whole front row. I said, yo, somebody is fucking with me, dog. So... Again, I don't, I don't know why that's where my, I don't know why that's where my head went. So <laughs> we we get to the uh, day before the show, and they let me know that yo we we sold out and we'll sell a couple more tickets, you know. So fucking they do their thing, and I went and I had a Mikey had made me a jacket, right? The jet the Miko white jacket. Mm -hmm. He had made me that, and I was like, I'll never get the fucking chance to really wear this. I get that. Fucking, I actually went out and got a shirt embroidered with my initials on it. I'm really doing it up for the show. So now we get there. And which camera is mine, bro? That one. This one in the middle or this one? That one on the left. On the left. All right. When we get there, and I'll stand, I'll stand by this. I don't care who you are, what you are. And of course, I stand by this because it's mine. Everybody will say they have the best crowd in the world. Mm -hmm. Everybody will say that. When I tell you from the bottom of my fucking heart, I have the best group of people in the world. Because the energy in that room mm -hmm. was retarded. <laughs> it was retarded. And I know you can't say that word, but I don't mean you're retarded. I mean Urban Dictionary retarded. Fuck yeah, that's what that show was, dog. A whole lot of fuck yeah. You walk in, and I got I got a lineup that I got the lineup that I wanted. Got Matt Richards hosting. Matt's one of my favorite comics. You know what I'm saying? I only met two comedians that I think are funnier than I am, and Matt's both of those people. You know what I'm saying? He's hosting. Goes up, and I don't like listening to the crowd. I don't like seeing the crowd before I uh go up. So I came in, dropped my bag, and then just went for a walk. But once the show starts, I come in and listen to Matt. Goes up as he does. Boom. Cool. Mikey goes up. Boom. Cool. Daniel Toronto goes up and puts his foot all the way in their ass, right? I go up next and again. This all makes sense by the time I'm done with the story, I promise. Fucking Matt brings me up. And he has, of anybody that does an intro for me, his is my favorite. Fucking, uh, all right. 
Let's blow the roof off this motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, come to the stage. The one, the only, Nico White. Dog, they got so loud. I never heard Matt get out my last name. You know what I'm saying? I heard him say Nico, and then, <sighs> even in that moment, if I show you the tape of that shit, pure joy. Mm. In my face, pure joy. Pure joy. Fucking, I get on stage, and we have, in, in my opinion, one of the best shows I've ever done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Fucking whatever was in that room that night, we captured lightning in a bottle. Mm. For real. And when it was done, it just felt really good, mm. if that makes sense. I still didn't know what yeah. I had. I didn't know I was going to do anything with it, but it just felt really fucking good. And I didn't even go out afterwards. You know what I'm saying? We all just chilled at the fucking bar. You know what I'm saying? And we're all talking. And God bless her, because this is one of the best compliments I got last year. And it came from a young comic named Adelie O'Kerr. She was doing the, she was playing cleanup on the show, right? So you have my show. I go up and I'm done. I bring her up to do the checks because they still got to get them to pay their checks and everything, right? And it's after the standing ovation. She comes up and she fucking does a great job, mm-hmm. right? I'm sitting at the bar and she comes out. She says, hey, uh, something, something, something. And then she goes, you and your audience have a very similar energy. And that shit meant the world to me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I can tell you what it means, but I can tell you it meant a lot to me because it's like, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what I want. I want me and my crowd to, whatever our wavelength is, I want to match their frequency, right? So now, we're done. Done with the show. I got it. I got the tape. And so now what are we going to do with it? I got a you know, a special tape in coming in April. So, all right, I'll make this an album, right? But I'm going to make it an album and I'm going to schedule it around the special coming out and then boom, the album, right? Different con- different uh, kind of bits on it? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the special itself is only going to be, okay. you know, a yeah. couple minutes. Okay. And then this is an hour and change, so... That was the plan, mm-hmm. right? Again, still not really sure of what I got. I, I'm just thinking I got a good show. My nigga, then this happens. I'd already taken the headshots. Not the headshots, the uh, done the photo shoot with mm-hmm. Phil Provincio. Shout out Phil Provincio, Phil Provincio, favorite photographer on the planet Earth. Fucking, we had the um tape. I have my pictures. Still not quite sure what I got on my hands. The pandemic hits, the stay-at-home orders hit. And the fucking sadness hits, right? Mm-hmm. So I needed something to pull me out of that. So I started listening to the album. I mean this when I say it. I've never been to therapy before. Who knows? Maybe I should go try some. But I listened back to that tape. And it sounds corny, but I don't know if you can he- I don't know if you can hear yourself smile. Mm. That's what that was. Mm. I listened back to that tape. And I, I even put it on my website. I If you want to see me get real sappy about some shit, go to NicoWhite.com slash blog and read the story behind the album. Bro, I listen to that shit, and I'm like, I know what we got now. Mm-hmm. What we got in Marcellus, in that album, is an audio picture 
of the fucking best time I've ever had on stage mm-hmm. in front of the people that I do it for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I love stand up and I do it for the people that like my thing. You know what I'm saying? I've been watching a lot of anime over this time, a lot of One Piece. One Piece, you know, is about a pirate, Monkey D. Luffy. Goes around, he got his crew, right? The people that sold out that show, remember how I was telling you I couldn't place them? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't my regular folks. I had maybe eight people out of the hundred and change that have been before, right? Everybody else were people that I accumulated within the previous six months prior to the show. One of the dudes who was in the front row, I have a picture with him from when him and his wife came to comic strip. He's uh, what I said I would look like when I'm older. Older me. He was just a comic strip live one night. I was fucking with him for looking just like me. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, connected, they came to the show. A young lady who I did um, a web series with came to the show and bought people. They came to the show. Fucking... Um, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A gig I did in Connecticut. Those people drove up. One lady came from fucking, oh, my God, upstate New York. Her her man drove down all those fucking hours to get to the show. And it's certain shit like that that you don't really, you don't appreciate it the way that you should appreciate it until something fucked happens, right? So now I'm sitting in the crib and I'm listening to, I'm listening, I'm going through the tracks. I'm like, I got to put this out. You know what I'm saying? I got to put this out because I wanted them to have something. And I don't know. This might be thinking too much and guilty. But I don't like seeing my people, my supporters. I don't like seeing motherfuckers sad. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And knowing that you can't get to them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, fuck, I can't can't do stand-up the way that I do stand-up. You know what I'm saying? So... I can't even tell you motherfuckers, y'all have something hilarious for you if you can get to this place. You know what I'm saying? And I don't really like Zoom like that. Shit yeah. is kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. My walls don't got all the pictures on them that I want. So I don't I don't even like having that shit just in my house. I'm private as fuck. You know what I mean? So the whole thing was weird to me. So it's like, I don't like those. Uh, so I need to get them something. Man, I put that album together. And I was like, I don't care about the money for this thing. You know what I'm saying? If that mm-hmm. makes any sense. I didn't give a fuck about the money. I told people straight up, yo, if you want to listen to the album in times of tough, just reach out. I'll send the shit to you for free. And I got I had a couple of people that did reach out that way to get it. And motherfuckers showed love. I wasn't expecting certain things with the album. When I got it up, because it's like, you know how certain people, it just seems that, you can you can get it, but it ain't gonna be perfect the way you want it. So it's gonna be ninety eight percent instead of a hundred. So because everything happened how it happened, I couldn't do the promo that I wanted to do. And then I went through TuneCore, which you know what TuneCore? God bless motherfuckers, because I remember when we did the first album introducing me, I fucked up my artwork and track listings and all that. But I give you credit for being on point this time. So. I put up the album, and I didn't know that iTunes had its own like algorithm. For every track I uploaded, they set the price to like a dollar, a dollar fifty for each uh, track. So now I finalize everything, and it's ready to it's ready to go. And I click confirm, and I look at the price. That shit says sixteen ninety nine on pre sale, yeah. and then that was going to be the price for the album. And I'm like, I'm only trying to sell this shit for eight dollars at most ten. 
So I didn't get to do any promotion for the pre-sale, right? So I was bummed out because I'm like, well, fuck, there goes the charts. I ain't going to chart because if I if I can't um, promote the pre-sale date, then I got to wait till my birthday when it comes out. So sure enough, wait till my birthday came out. I want to say I put up two posts that day. I didn't even know where to look for it. Shit charted. Mm-hmm. Wow. When I tell you I wasn't expecting it, and it charted at, I don't know what it was at its highest, mm-hmm. right? By the time I caught it, it was number, it was all my favorite numbers. Because it was three, it was eight. No, it was three, it was five. It was eight and nine. Mm-hmm. I'm born five, eight, 93. So every time I checked it for that weekend, it was one of those numbers, right? Again, overly metaphoric. I'm a little Wayne <laughs> fan. Don't judge me. But it's this little shit like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Getting the messages from people that are like, yo, this helped. Thank you for this. It So much so that it made me fucking re-release my first first time special, introducing me. And just to be able to give them something, because I don't think motherfuckers realize, or at least don't realize for me, how much they mean to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever my little group is of whatever hundreds of motherfuckers that fuck with me, that's what I do it for. Right. I hope to increase that number, of course, but to me, that's all that matters. So to be able to have something out that they can enjoy, dope. And did you uh were you able to 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 write new content, you know, during this time? I mean, I've, what I've written a lot, but focus is hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Focus is hard. And there's a lot of um procrastination is so easy. Yeah. Bro, procrastination is so easy, and it shows you who you can be at your best, who you can be at your worst. Because at my best, I'll knock out, I'll knock out a project, the the uh to do list like that. At my best, mm-hmm. at my fucking worst, I'll sit there and fucking can't focus, mind going everywhere. But though I can say, I've been creative. And it's one of those things where I'm the type of person I kind of have to say I'm going to do something to do it. So after we put out the album, I was in a space of, all right, man, just be happy that you put that out. Yeah. And then, you know, with the fear of misfiring, I would have a clip. I just put out the clip for uh the Liam the Leon Nelson joke, right? I know, I, I, that was one of my, my favorites. Thank you, bro. I put that one out a couple days ago. You know, I've had that clip for a month. Mm. That clip was supposed to go, go out in... June, and the reason that it didn't is because I'm a person. Fucking, I got tired of being on social media with all the book fuck shit that was on social yeah. media. Huh. Like, I can only see. I don't know how your algorithm works, right? But I, I think Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that shit that reads our algorithms and reads our data. I think they have something in there that particularly triggers fucking people like me. Because before everything happened with um, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and everybody else they fucking massacred, it was, I was seeing like dog videos on my um, Facebook and all that shit. Cut to the next 45 days after George Floyd's case broke, every video I came across was of cops beating the shit out of civilians. Every single video. Yeah. 
And it's like, I got to get away from this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I would go online and only either post like a check-in, like, yo, I'm alive, don't worry, and a story. Then I'd dip right back out. So what was supposed to be a clip that I put out Wednesday became next Wednesday. What was supposed to be next Wednesday became yes, like three days ago. Right. You feel me? Because I am still human. I'm not, not susceptible to the same thing everybody else is. I got overwhelmed by the fuck shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm in a space of, okay, you got your second to breathe, nigga. I'm going to give you the rest of the week to nap, get some rest, go out there and risk your life to talk to Felix Levine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, you giggling, nigga. If I died, this would be the greatest podcast you've ever done. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm dead to the motherfucker. God forbid. As this nigga sits here with a thong wrapped around his face. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about, uh, got two quick ads to, to, to run. Oh, okay, tell your ads if you need to fuck with the Potterhood Podcast. <laughs> well, the first one uh, is support for Where's This Going comes from our longtime sponsor, U.S. Wellness Meats. All of U.S. Wellness Meats' beef, lamb, bison, and dairy products are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. They also offer pasture-raised heritage pork, free-range poultry, and wild-caught seafood. They specialize in a variety of special diets and have hundreds of paleo, keto, Whole30, sugar-free, and AIP-friendly options. U.S. Wellness Meats is over 400 all-natural foods in their online store at uswellnessmeats.com, and they'll ship anywhere in the country for only $9.50 for shipping and handling, and most orders are delivered within 24 to 48 hours of leaving their facilities. Use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, for 15% off your next order at uswellnessmeats.com. That's promo code PODCAST for 15% off your next order at U.S. Wellness Meats. And lastly, you want to talk about, you, you have some meat, some, some meat stories? No, 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 no. I mean, I have some meat stories, but... Uh, Give me your best meat story. My best meat story? So I once went to a Whole Foods on 86th Street, and I don't want anybody to get fired, but just let me find this bitch-ass nigga's name. <laughs> Um, I was in that Whole Foods, right? And I'm walking around in there. Hold on, let me find it. You wrote his name down? Yeah, of course I wrote Where, this and- bitch ass motherfucker's name down. He worked there? Huh? Oh yeah, they worked there, nigga. I filled out a whole complaint. I'm dead serious. This ain't this ain't, this ain't for jokes, nigga. I want this motherfucker fired. So um, yeah, I went to Whole Foods on uh, but but August twenty or August nineteenth, two thousand nineteen. I just saved the email. I don't okay. I don't complain a lot, but uh. You know, you got to use the inner white lady somehow. So, um, <laughs> I just wanted them to know that I was in that Whole Foods on 86th Street and uh, East Side 86th Street, by the way, in case anyone's wondering. And I went there to get some, I wanted steak and I wanted some pork chops. And I also wanted some soft shell blue crab, right? So, you're, I, you're eating nice. Man, when comedy was on, like, like, dog. <laughs> That eating like a Kang shit was not a joke, fam. Not a joke. That's why they talk about, oh, $600. Fuck y'all. Y'all fucked up this country. It's the least y'all can do is give us $600. And that, trust me, that ain't no money. It's not no fucking money. Oh, these people talk about you making more at home. No, the fuck we ain't. <laughs> fuck you mean. Every time I look at my fucking checking account and see the DUI, whatever the fuck it's called, put $525 in my fucking accounts. Y'all don't understand the type... If you understood the shit I've thought about doing during this time... Tell me what some, of, some of your thoughts. Fuck no. Are you crazy? <laughs> I ain't trying to go to jail, nigga. You can't tell by the eyes I'm giving you right now that I'm not thinking shit that savory. The me, army will show up to my motherfucking house. 
When I'm telling you, by the way, I, I'm no threat at all. Yeah. I'm 155 pounds, fucking anemic and all that shit. I don't got time, patience, or the fucking bone density to be a threat. So just relax. I'm talking shit on the where's this going to jail podcast with Felix Levine. But um, so I walked in there to get that stuff. I go to the butcher um, and, you know, Whole Foods, they got the butcher. They got the seafood yeah. guy. And they don't have they don't have the um crab that I wanted, so I gotta go back to Fairway. Problem is Fairway closes in like thirty minutes. Whole food stays open. So I took the meat that the guy had cut up for me already and he wouldn't take it back. So I said, Well fuck, all right. I said, I'll be right back. And nigga said, Well put it somewhere. Okay, cool, I'll put it somewhere. So I walked over to where the um it was some shit where they had a fridge or whatever the fuck. So I put it in there. And I'm going to go outside to walk to um, Fairway up the block on 3rd Avenue, I think. And I'm going out. And you know how Whole Foods has that shit where everybody's waiting online. Mm-hmm. But I'm not waiting online. I ain't got shit. Now, bro, I got a Zara bag with my new Zara jacket in it. Oh. Right? And no, I'm not saying like Zara's nah. dope place. <laughs> I'm just letting you know what I had on me. Just to paint the picture. So I'm on my way out. This bald-headed motherfucker named, um, hold on, I want to make sure I got the name right, because I'm only talking to your bitch ass. Uh, so I go in there, and I'm on my way out. This motherfucker comes over to me and goes, take out the steak or some shit, basically insinuating that I'm stealing some meats from some fucking Whole Foods. Now, we on camera, right? If y'all can see me, this is how big I am, right? I'm a very little fucking guy. You see how much see how much t-shirt is left in this motherfucker? I'm a very little person. So it would be very easy to tell if I was hiding some fucking steak and salmon on my person, you bitch ass niggas. So now we in this bitch, and this motherfucker is about bro, he's about 5'10, which to me is short. And I, I already don't like when little people all that barking up at me shit. I, I'm and I apologize, short shorter people, but y'all have only I've been taught my whole life, and shorter people have always been dicks about it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I already have a complex as far as they're concerned. But this nigga is telling me that I stole meat from fucking Whole Foods, and it would be different if I had meats on me. My nigga, I got a Zara bag with my jacket in it. And this is the fuck shit, because I'm like, what? <laughs> now, I immediately get the offended that I got from him insinuating that I was stealing some fucking steak or and a cut of salmon from Whole Foods was his... The only other time I've been that offended, I was doing a show in PA one time, and somebody offered me Coke. And because I'm from the hood, <laughs> my first reaction is, what the fuck you think? I do coke? That's it. Not realizing that homie's just being friendly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, I, yo, I'm tight. If I, I wanted to knock this motherfucker's beard off of his mm. face, you hear me? Because there's not often times where you can, where I can even say this. This is one of the one days where it's like, I got a pocket full of money, man. Mm. This is one of the one day, because trust me, it don't happen often. It's one of them good days. I got a Pocket full of money. I can buy whatever the fuck I want from in here. And I come here all the time. And every time I come in this motherfucker, I spend good money. Yeah. So the fuck you mean you want to see if I stole some... So then he's like, open your bag. Nah, my nigga. You open it. I ain't touching this shit. I'm going to treat you like I treat, the, like I treat the cops. I ain't touching shit. You open it. He opens it. Sees my jacket. And this is what pissed me off. 
Instead of this bitch ass dude apologizing for just being flat out wrong, this nigga goes, oh, I know where you put it. That shit sent me up a wall. That shit sent me up a wall. And, I, and I, I'm, not, I'm not violent and I, can't, and I can't be. So when that happened, I was, I was so mad because now my time is being wasted. Mm-hmm. And you're accusing me of stealing, which is one of the worst things you can accuse a motherfucker of. And then when you found out that you were wrong, instead of apologizing, you doubled down. And you double down and you ain't even willing to check. So my stupid ass, instead of taking advantage of the situation and recording the shit, because I found out later I could sue for stuff like that. Wish I'd have known. But um, I say, nigga, let me take you to where I left these fucking bullshit ass meats, right? So I take them up to where I left the shit. Oh, oh. well, I was like, yeah, bitch. Fuck you mean? You think I'm going to come in some Whole Foods and then steal a steak and an odd cut of salmon? Oh, that shit had me tight. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if homie got fired, but uh, COVID, if you ain't doing shit. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Fuck him. Whew. You got his last name? Well, we won't blow him up right now. Huh? Hmm? You have his last name? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. If I, if I do, that would, that would be... Wait, how'd it end? Oh, bro. So you show him the- I, I, I can oh, read yeah. you this whole shit. I went to corporate, bro. I ain't, this ain't no game. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what they did to him because he was like the manager there or some uh, shit. And apparently he's just a bitch-ass person in general. <laughs> nah, because I talked to a couple of the employees, nigga. I left and came back. I left and came back. I was so mad that I left. I came back and I was walking on the floor because like, if I see... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't have did shit yeah. anyway, though. I'm peaceful. We're going to run one more quick ad. Yeah, go ahead. Sell some shit. Uh, Nanocraft CBD. Shout out to them for sponsoring this show. You've probably heard of the benefits of CBD. Millions of people are using it to manage their anxiety, recover faster, improve their mental focus, and even get deeper sleep. It's pretty remarkable how diverse the benefits can be for some folks. And my partners at Nanocraft CBD are one of the top brands in the industry, and they're actually the number one CBD for athletes. They focus on making unique hemp-based formulas that combine CBD with other nutrients and superfoods like B12, ashwagandha, turmeric, nitric oxide, caffeine, and more to give athletes and everyday folks an edge in their work and life. They've been generous enough to give our listeners 20% off with the code FELIX, F-E-L-I-X, and they'll throw in a free CBD lip balm. If you use that code, go to nanocraftcbd.com. Use that promo code FELIX to get 20% off your next order. And they even, uh, do you like CBD? Man, I use um when I do have weed, I wrap it in CBD <laughs> hemp wraps. Well, <laughs> I was just about to say, if you tell your homies, uh, you know, send me a couple hemp hey, wraps, we, I'd appreciate. We have it. A, we have we instead we don't have no no hemp wraps, but mm-hmm. we have a couple drop uh droplets. Mm-hmm. The what are the what are those called, Josh? The yeah drops. CBD yeah, drops. CBD and drops. You don't have a dog by any chance? No, I have Damn, a dog. They, there's some, I take care of too many people. <laughs> as it is. I think there's a, yeah, so I think that that's what the. Y'all got have. CBD dog food in this <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> CBDOG, nigga. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, I feel like there's a, there's, there's one thing that, that always stood out to me, even from the first time I had you on, is, mm-hmm. um, and I'm more curious, it's kind of a, kind of a simple question, really, but. What is it about doing stand up that you love so much? I feel like that's the one thing when when talking to you, you know, it's uh that really shines through is it's it's not just your jobs, not how you make just how you make your money, but you you just truly love Hey man, the art form. whatever whatever that mechanism is, I look, I don't know too many ways of making people feel better. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I I don't. And the one the one thing I've always wanted to be is more positive than otherwise. 
You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be a good part of somebody's day than a bad part of somebody's day. And ever since I was really young, I get because my mom loves telling me these stories. I'm I I was too young to remember. So apparently my granddad and me have a lot in common, right? Fucking my granddad is who I used to hang with whenever I was at grandma's house, right? And apparently what I would do was, and I'm still this way. If I'm not talking, I'm really quiet, mm. right? My whole school career, fucking especially like elementary school, I didn't go to pre-K or anything like that. Mm. So I'm not the most socialized person. If you see me in a party around a bunch of people I don't know, I could be very fucking closed off. You know what I'm saying? Just You're an introvert or an extrovert? Uh, I'm I'm kind of both. Mm. It depends on I the feel you. it depends on the situation. So yeah. I'm telling you, something here up here is cracked. <laughs> but <laughs> and you know how I know because n- none of this shit makes sense. I look at me sometimes from like certain angles and I go, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> were you were you supposed to wear a helmet? <laughs> Dog, I, I'm telling you, I, I I wish I was lying. But every now and again, I see myself from the side angle and like. I don't know, my man. I don't know. Something about the angle of your jaw make me think. I wish I was fucking with y'all. So, so I um, I guess I would take in everything that was happening, mm. right? I've always been a watcher, right? So I would let everything happen around me throughout my day. And then, and this is, I, my mom says I was still in like the walker. You know what I mean? And I would walk up to my granddad's door while he was in his um he would sit by the by the head of his bed, look out the window and feed the birds, right? So according to my mom, I would go up and just recite to him the day that I had, hmm. right? And the shit that I'd seen. And I would say whatever whatever other people said, I'd say it the way that they said it, right? So if if my mom cursed somebody out, I'd say the curse words. And my granddad thought that was the funniest shit in the world. And apparently I would spend time doing that yeah. you know what i'm saying and it was every time that i went down there you know and i guess whatever that was whatever positive feelings i got from that but no story unbeknownst to me that stayed with me because i remember i tell people that I started when i was in um uh first day of high school and that's that's true but it's also true that when i was in fifth grade and my teacher would ask us to write stories i became one of the favorite people to share stories i would always write a funny story right and I liked, I liked doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I liked that. I liked that type of positive attention. You know what I mean? I wasn't the class clown. Shit, I'm still not the class clown. Fucking, I wasn't the person that was going. If you start a beat on the uh, lunch table, I wasn't the person that was going to jump in and freestyle. But I was the person that did think of a few, a few dope lines. You know what I'm saying? In my mm-hmm. head, I just wasn't there to fucking just jump out the window and do it with you. So. The reason why I love stand-up so much, I can't say that I fully understand it. Mm-hmm. But I also can't say that I want to understand it. Mm. Sometimes you know so much that you don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm finding that out just in other parts of my life. Right. You know so much, you set yourself up, or this is why, this is why, this is why. That binds you a little bit. So I'll say I don't know why. Mm. I have a couple of inklings for it. But whatever my sensibilities are, this art form fucking shit rings my bell. Yeah. It rings my bell and I love it. Don't try to explain why you love shit. <laughs> Cause then you might find out some shit you don't want to find out. 
Are there are there other little um I mean, you know, there's a special and I know you had some other projects. I mean, how mm-hmm. how for you uh do you see I mean, you know, it's kinda hard again with the mm-hmm. the lands the current landscape, but um you know, are there other different fields or ways in which you want to incorporate comedy to, you know, grow and I guess diversify your if you, if your you arsenal? mean if you mean for me, I've done and I'm doing whatever I can. Mm-hmm. So whatever's in my power to do, I'm doing. So as far as my podcast, the Potterhood shout out to Potterhood. Fucking we've been killing it mm-hmm. the last couple episodes where the whole quarantine cuz again, I I think it all goes to your reason, right? I love money. Don't get me wrong. I love money. But when it comes down to it, dog, I didn't know that you can make money doing stand up. Mm-hmm. Right? And things worked how they worked. And same with the podcast. But things worked how they worked. Don't, don't yell at me. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're already getting away it's, with too much. It's, it's, nah, fuck that. Don't let your privilege get you hurt in here, man. You know what I'm saying? Where's you with me, black man? <laughs> Huh, say something, bro. Say it. I'm waiting for a yeah, nigga. <laughs> Not you, him. Come on, bro. Oh, so you mean to tell me you ain't going to help me in the fight? Nah. He paid you. Yeah. <laughs> Man, edit that out. Don't say no fuck shit like that. He also, that. he, he, he sees me so many Nah, t- I know. Because he the sound guy, nigga. He hate this shit <laughs> more than anybody. He hates it more than I do. Fucking, um, but yeah, man. I, um, I'm doing whatever I can. Yeah. What, whatever's, whatever is within my personal reach, I'm doing that, mm-hmm. right? And again, fucking beating the procrastination. That's the first thing I got to finish fighting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not fighting anything else but me right now. You know what I'm saying? Get, do and finish. Do and finish. Do and finish, but also get the rest that you were missing out on. You know what I'm saying? And not chalk it up to the game, but... Chalk it up to your faith. It's weird how faith works, dog. Mm-hmm. One day you'll have all the faith in the world. Should it be where it needs to be? And then another day you'll hear, if you're like me, you'll hear the news and be like, why did I listen to that shit? Because yeah. it puts you in a rut. So I have a script that I'm writing. I have a thing that I'm going to get started on in a little bit that I'll be able to put out for y'all. You know what I'm saying? So there's stuff coming. Yeah. There's stuff coming because, again, for me, I feel like this thing isn't finna stop me. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Yeah. Now, who's to say, I don't know if I'll make a mint off of what I'm doing or not, but I know I'm going to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And whatever, I'll never, I'll never shortchange the motherfuckers that I want to effect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm going to take a risk. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try something. And I'm going to put my best foot forward with it and hope that it resonates with the motherfuckers I want it to resonate with. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then hope that everybody outside of that likes it too. But really, for my core, whatever, it's for them. So I'm, I got stuff coming. Is there, I'm also curious, even within the comedy scene, um, mm-hmm. is there a, would would you say? I mean, you're you're the inside, so you know better. Uh, a common fear of what's gonna happen. I mean, is there? A, I mean, there's you, there's common worries, uh, but I don't think it's particular to just us. Right. It'd be different if it was just us. And I mean, that, it's hard though because the really, the, I mean, 
the only thing that I can think of that's not open to some capacity are, are clubs, you know? So that's, well, I you, guess that's the scary part. You, it's also because, like, a place like the cellar, I mean, you're, like, if the f- ceiling's, what, like, seven feet? Mm-hmm. And it's just all inside. I mean, it's the worst thing for, mm-hmm. you know, for the, for the virus. Well, again, it, uh, well, first of all, don't go saying that on, uh, <laughs> no. public forums. <laughs> <clears throat> Snitch ass nigga. But, this <laughs> no. nigga just out here. Fucking the game, hey, up, I, I, so I, you, you know, you know, I did, I did, I, the, I did the math, and the, the ceiling's only something feet. Isn't it? No, um, I'm all for the cellar opening. Shit, I'm, I'm all for, but see, it's not just the cellar. I'm all for yeah. clubs opening, dog, mm-hmm. because you gotta understand, every single place has that many comedians right. that, and I'm not gonna say depend because we depend on each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't get to be a legendary comedy club without comedians, right? And comedians, we keep, we, we're the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because even right now, the clubs can't be open right now. We're still doing shows. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we love those places. We, we enrich those places and they enrich us. And together we make each other rich. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that I don't like to think about it, mm-hmm. right? The common fear for comedians is just surviving until we get to where we're going, right. you feel me? And to be creative in the meantime. Everybody's going through this, right. you know what I'm saying? We're all fucking chomping at the bit. All of us were put on pause, yeah. you know what I'm saying? There's, there's comics that, even outside of myself, that had things coming this year, and you know, when motherfuckers talk about it, you go, fuck, yeah. fuck, why'd you put that person on pause? Fuck, why'd you put that person on pause? And what really keeps me up, fuck, why'd you put me on pause? Mm-hmm. But God willing, we all survive. Should be okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just keep, I ain't gonna say, uh, I was about to say keep saying, but do whatever the fuck you have to do to make sure you and yours are okay. Yeah. And I think there, there was one other thing that I, I wanted to bring up as well. Um, How was, long is your longest podcast now? I think you you going for the record because I feel like, I'm think, going for the record. I think last time you were, you were going time. for the record. Um, that's a good question. Doubt my last doubt was a long time. I think, I think hour fifty five. Oh nigga, we beating that. Yeah. How <laughs> long am I here so far? <laughs> oh nigga, fuck <laughs> yeah, I'm beating that. We got we got till we got till six. So oh, um, let's see. What you'll break it. We, oh, we, I'm we'll, breaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm breaking it. I'm off this bitch at five fifty-five, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm breaking it. Um, Told you I was coming back for the what, record. What, <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite bits from your from the the album was when you start talking about the political landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, you start talking about Trump and mm-hmm. Biden and and how yeah. you're, and how you're kind of down the center. I mean, or I don't like either. Of them. Yeah, I, I don't mean, like any. Of them. I think that's kind of a general sentiment. Yeah, I don't um, like any of these Alzheimer's patients. I don't. I fucking don't. I don't. I don't. What's your what's your what's your predict if we if we get you on next year, what's your prediction? Uh um my prediction is that you're gonna choose between soft shit or hard shit. <laughs> That's my prediction. And it's up to y'all to figure it out. If you wanna vote in somebody like Trump, then by all means do your thing. If you wanna vote for somebody like Biden, by all means do your thing. I'm sitting this one out. Neither of these motherfuckers have anything I want anything to do with. Either of them. Either of them. Either of them. That shit Biden said at the start of the fucking one of the worst weeks of all of our collective lives. Was irredeemable what, to the, me. The, if you ain't black. Yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck are you to have helped write the, you helped write the crime bill, first of all. And just because you stood next to Obama for eight years, 
doesn't make that shit okay. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make people like me forget it. But then to come out on the Breakfast Club, and I don't care how comfortable you are, to say what he said as if you're of any authority as far as blackness is concerned is ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's the same old man as far as reparations is concerned. I'm, 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 what? I'm not giving anybody any money that... Yeah. Fuck you mean? So you honestly really don't give a fuck about us. So because he doesn't give a fuck about us and because if I don't vote for him, that's not black, I'm going to vote for everything the fuck else. On the, And I'm talking about from my local Congress people to everybody else. Vote for all that shit. As far as Joe Biden, this is New York. I hope a Democrat wins it anyway. Fuck him. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Because I don't believe you. A. B, as far as I'm concerned, you've offended me in a way that's irreparable. Trump, I wasn't going to go that way anyway. So, for me, I think, unfortunately, that it's going to be a fight for the vice presidents. Hmm. I'll watch the vice president debate. And then I'll vote, depending on who has the best vice president, which is going to end up being a vote for Biden. (laughs) Because Mike Pence is Boulevard Trask from X-Men. And I'm not voting for that piece of shit. Yeah. I'm not doing. I'm not voting for him. Not. I'm not voting for his fake ass wife. I'm not voting for him and the boyfriend that he got that he holding off to the side. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Oh, bro, he hates it. He the, the hatred that motherfucker has yeah, for gay I people. Know, I know, I know. When I heard, when I bro, I heard about that shit. <laughs> you? <Yeah>. How? <laughs> you sweeter than juicy fruit. The fuck you mean? <laughs> what are we talking about? What are we talking about? It's crazy to me, fam. And then, then, then we have a current administration, bro. They talking about people getting $600. These geniuses sent a billion dollars in stimulus money to dead people. <laughs> These are the motherfuckers that you voting for? Man, miss what, me. What, what do you have? What about the argument of, you know, no voter? Suck my dick. <laughs> there you go. There you go. They, 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 you happy? That, that, that's what I have to say to you. I live in New York City. If you yeah. think Trump is going to win here, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> you're out of your mind. Yeah. So uh, for me, I'm not, I don't want to vote for Joe Biden. He's going to get my vote because whoever, if he picks a stapler, that's a better <laughs> vice president than Mike Pence. So he's getting my vote, but I just want you to know I don't like this old motherfucker, and I'm tired of voting for people this old. Nico, that's ageist. You are 100% correct. Yeah. I'm tired of voting for these old motherfuckers, dog. You have nothing in common with me. Nothing. Yeah. How, how, how can you possibly understand the world we live in? Biden and Trump are both of COVID, of COVID age to where you should be in the fucking house. Not the White <laughs> House, your house. Yeah. You should be at home, nigga. You should not be outside. If my grandma can't go to the fucking store, you should be at home. Yeah. So, now nah, I don't want to vote for you these people as president. I don't want to see them sitting there on fucking stage trying to remember what words come next. <laughs> and there's people that are sitting here going, oh, because I, I, I already know how you have a pretty good side of, like, both parties that listen to your podcast, right? Yeah. I would assume. So... To all you pieces of shit that might feel a way about what I'm saying, fuck off. Because I'm past the point of giving a fuck. I'm past the point. And the reason I say fuck off is because you're looking at the same thing I'm looking at. Do you truly think somebody like Donald Trump give a fuck about you? Do you truly think somebody like Joe Biden gives a fuck about you? Look 
at what we're dealing with, dog. If you're a Democrat, the Democrats keep letting the same thing ha happen all the time. Gridlock. Gridlock. And you want to know why they let this gridlock happen? It's fucking theater, bro. It's theater. Oh, the $600 is going to run out. Bitch, Nancy Pelosi's known about this $600 running out months ago, and they weren't talking about it then. But the theater is, oh, we've been saying it for months. No, you fucking haven't. No, you haven't. And then they keep tap dancing in ways that I don't like yeah. as far as the Democrats are concerned. And then on the other side with the Republicans, I don't even know where to fucking start. <laughs> you look, no, bro, look at what they're doing. If they say, hey, we don't want people, it's already proven that this virus is killing blacks and Hispanics. Yeah. <clears throat> blacks. And the only reason I did what I just did just now is because I'm saying Hispanics are also black people in case anybody's fucking confused. So um, even the ones that don't want to claim it. Fucking, it shows that we're disproportionately dying, getting affected by this virus, yeah. right? It's also facts that a lot of the people that are unemployed right now that are going to be facing eviction and all that shit are what? Blacks and Hispanics for the most part. Mm -hmm. That also means that once these benefits are cut, who is going to be going back to look for work while there's a fucking virus out killing them more than it's killing anybody the fuck else? People that look like me. Mm -hmm. A lot of the poor whites. You know what I'm saying? So they're condemning you right now to your face. They're telling you that you can go back and work under the virus and they're taking away your right to sue motherfuckers that put you in an unsafe position. Y'all gonna vote for these people? God bless. Yeah. God bless. Fuck that. I ain't voting for anybody that would tell me to go get shot in a gunfight. That's stupid. And we fight over the wrong shit. That whole, the whole thing with, um, at the start, and I shouldn't even go into this because niggas be canceled on podcasts, but my intentions are good. Look at, um, how they tap danced in front of us in the fakest way possible after George Floyd. After George Floyd died, what's the, what did they do? These motherfuckers showed up to the Congress or whatever the fuck they're a part of in Kenty Cloth. Yeah. Who asked you for that? We didn't. We we didn't. I never. I never wanted to see Nancy Pelosi in some fucking Kenty cloth like she's related to Black Panther. I never wanted to see that. I never wanted to see Nancy Pelosi that knee that they took. And I don't know if this bothered anybody else but me. When I saw Nancy Pelosi and those folks take a knee for eight minutes and forty six seconds, it turned me off. Mm. It turned me off because Nancy Pelosi and all the rest of you motherfuckers that took a knee. First of all, the Black Lives Matter isn't a phrase that popped up in 2020. Black Lives Matter popped up after, I think, George Zimmerman got acquitted, yeah. right? So yeah. that's what, 2012? I don't know. You didn't say anything then. 2013. 2013. Okay, 2013. So for seven years, you never gave a fuck. You never gave a fuck. And as far as volume is concerned, this time we were all just happened to be at home, right? Yeah. But back then, it was George. It was uh, Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Freddie Gray, all back to back to back. Alton Sterling, back to back to back. Sandra Bland. Mm -hmm. This shit was all almost within two years of each other. Nothing from them. No Kenzie Cloth then. No fucking no no eight minute meals then. Kaepernick has already been fired for taking a knee during the national anthem, and you hoes would show up and take a knee, but. Here's the other part of it that was just, for me, 
just my own personal opinion, Nico White's opinion. If I get killed by anybody, do not, I repeat, do not replicate the action that the person who killed me took when they killed me. So if a motherfucker put a knee on my neck, the last thing I want to see you do is kneeling. If somebody kneeled on my neck, how the fuck is you kneeling for the same amount of time it took for a person to kneel on me and kill me? How is that a tribute to me? How? Mm-hmm. No, I'm asking. It's not. Thank you. That would seem like a fucking tribute to the person who did me in. Yeah. Now, that's just how I would feel about it. If I was watching from heaven, it would have been lightning all over the fucking place. Right? The people, the people that activated in that time, bravo. Bravo. Fucking the young people that got active in that time, bravo. They they took action in a way that even, I that, that shit had me at the house like, <clears throat> that shit felt like DMX music, bro. It really struck a chord. But to see the politicians come out and be Faker than fake. Mm-hmm. That really, that, I, I didn't, I wasn't feeling that, man. Yeah, I wasn't feeling that at all. Even um, when we got the influx of allies, I wasn't ready to um, even accept all of that at first because I was like, when, because again, this is a week of just back to back. If y'all, if y'all watched wrestling, it felt like, it felt like I was in a fight with Shawn Michaels. And you know when Shawn Michaels sets up his uh, finishing move, he fucking hits his leg and starts stomping on the floor. It felt like I kept getting hit with Sweet Chin music and then getting set up for another one over and over again. Because it's like, okay, Monday, you got Joe Biden saying some fuck shit. Tuesday, you got White Lady in Central Park doing what what she did. Then Wednesday, you get George Floyd, right? And it's back-to-back-to-back hits. And then to see the people that were like, on Facebook, I can't believe what I saw. Talking about the lady in Central Park. And I'm like, well, if you can't believe that, that means you've literally not been listening to black people forever. Because mm-hmm. we've been saying that that lady exists forever. And what's funny is that a lot of the people that were talking about that lady on Facebook have been that lady at some point. Yeah. Because the thing is, people get confused. They they think whatever that... What was her name? Was it Karen? I think it was Amy. Amy. So... Whoever she is, what she did, it's not her saying, oh, I'm, when she called the cops and said, oh, there's a black man. You know what's funny? That wasn't, that wasn't it. That wasn't the thing that we're talking about. No, 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 no. That's a part of it. It's that, <laughs> that shit. It's that tone of voice when you misappropriate our energy. That shit. Mm-hmm. If you've ever said the words, you think I'm afraid of you because you're black, you're that lady. That's the energy that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. If you've ever told a black person that was just talking to you, well, you're being aggressive. You're that lady. You're who we're talking about. And to see so many of those people come out and then talk about that lady as if, oh, I've never seen anything like that. You are that person. Mm-hmm. The fuck are you talking about? You've been, I've seen you be that person. So to see the new, some of the new people that were activated that called themselves allies, it took me like a week to get used to that. Because at first it was like, oh, so I was jealous. I was like, oh, so now you got to ignore this your whole life? You got to know that this was literally, because I'm talking about people were literally coming out with their minds blown. Mm -hmm. Their minds were blown. 
And this is shit that I've been seeing since I was about what? Six years old, right? How long? What, what's the earliest you could say for you that you were seeing stuff like this? Eight years old, right? So we're both, now I'm talking kindergarten, second, third grade, maybe. You were aware that these things happen. Now think about the fact that a lot of our counterparts saw this, and this might have been the first time they seen something like this. Mm. The first time they seen some brutality like this. I know people that have therapy dogs because of their anxiety. That shit that he's seen, how old are you now, man? 34, I'm 27. And I've seen stuff like what y'all saw with George Floyd in that video. I can't tell you how many times. I've seen stuff like that happen and the people end up, you know, they end up living. But I've seen that over and 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 over. You tired yet? And over and over and over and fucking over again. That was six to seven. Now, I ain't even going to give you the rest of the over, over, over for the rest of the years. So to know that we live in a place where people can get therapy dogs and special treatment for their anxiety. But the images that we have to see from the time we're six, eight. Ain't no, ain't no therapy dogs for that. Mm. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did you notice how when the protests first started and it was assumed that it was mostly attended by just black people and just Puerto Ricans, that they were riots from the outset? Then as soon, as soon as you actually got a picture of it, as soon as the first snapshots of that shit came out, you notice what the news language became? This peaceful protest. They, They got peaceful as fuck all of a sudden. Meanwhile, the fires were breaking out. Now all of a sudden it's peaceful. What changed? The footage changed because you found out that the person that blew up the fucking cop car here in the city is a white lady. All of a sudden, it's not a terrorist attack. It's the outburst at a peaceful protest. When I remember when it was mostly just black kids showing up and there wasn't Molotov cocktails and it was a violent (laughs) protest. Language matters because this is how it starts. They'll start reporting it, right? Then they just stop. They just fucking stop reporting it. And then you find out what's happening in Portland, right? Because, again, it's easy. If I, if I only tell you a little bit and then pull it away from you, it's easy to not care. Mm-hmm. For a lot of these people, they, had, they were finding out that their kids were activated and their kids were going to these rallies. Now, all of a sudden, you care. Mm-hmm. You ain't give a fuck when it was just black and Hispanic kids. So, and I'm only talking about the people that I'm talking about. This don't apply to you. Don't feel a way about it because I'm not talking to you. Fucking to see the amount of people that got caught up in things that didn't matter. There were people that were more angry at the outbursts at the protests than they were at the reason why people were protesting. Yeah. Because think about what you do to people's psychology. I was hearing young black girls, man, speak with a weight in their voice that you shouldn't have until you're in your fucking 70s. All right? They was talking like my grip. This one little girl said... I'm willing to die for mine. Because if you're going to kill me anyway. A young girl said that, man. A young girl said, and you want to know the fuck shit that people don't talk about? We still love this country. All the shit that they talk about black Americans. We still love this country. 
We still got the first person to die in one, was it the Civil War? For this motherfucker was a black guy. They don't teach you that shit in school. You got to go out and learn that. And think about the optics. So everybody right now that loves the police and all that, I want to pose you a question. You tell me which does more harm to this, quote, good cop that y'all keep shoving down our fucking throats. You tell me what does more damage to the good cop. You have four civilian murderers. I'm going to call them civilian murderers because these four mongrels were fired from the police force immediately, right? Derek Chauvin and the rest of those bitch-ass amoebas that helped kill George Floyd in cold blood, right? They got off. They were sent home. Now, people say, oh, well, you know, the cops aren't that bad. The cops aren't that bad. You're right, right? The system, the system that's supposed to protect this good cop y'all keep talking about, sent 75 good cops to protect what? Civilian murderers. Think about that. They sent good cops to protect murderers from people who were telling the cops to arrest, not cops, murderers. What you telling the kids, man? Because see, then the problem isn't Derek Chauvin and the rest of those fucking amoebas. It becomes cops. It becomes police officers. Who's that make it dangerous for? The good cop that you keep telling us about in mythology. It makes it dangerous for them. We didn't make it that way. You did. Because mm. you put those good officers in fucking, not even in harm's way. You put them in that impossible situation. The system put them there. And they'll tell us shit like, well, what about black on black crime? Bitch, criminals are criminals and criminals don't have race. The fuck are you talking about? Criminal is a criminal and they do criminal shit. I don't pay taxes for cops to do that. You don't pay taxes for cops to do that. You don't pay taxes for cops to do that. Then when we say arrest the cops to do that, you, you can't? Why? Why? And then we aren't even allowed to be able to be as honest as we'd like to be. You know how much shit the average black teenager holds back when they talk about this stuff? Because you can't be as honest as you'd like to be. A cop will tell you in a minute, you fuck with my partner, if you kill my partner, I'm going to blow your fucking brains out. Hmm. We can't be that honest. You don't even get that. They kill people's children in the fucking street on tape. The parents of the fucking child can't even come out and say the natural shit somebody would want to say. They always got to go, I want everybody to be peaceful. Fuck that. If you killed my child, you think I'm going to tell motherfuckers I want peace? But again, we don't even get to say some of the shit that's in our hearts. Meanwhile, there's tape. There's tape of some cops that have killed children. And they go back and say shit like, I wouldn't change anything that happened that night. That's what we're going against. And you're and they're putting the regular officers, they're shielding the bad ones with the regular officers, and nobody sees the scene, nobody seems to see the shit. Because now you have officers that feel like can you can you even fucking imagine what the average black cop must think when things like this come up? Yeah. Be, and, and I have friends that are cops. One of my homies, his wife is an officer. And I and I and look, I and I'll tell you right now, I go in on officers. I always have always been very critical. 
I'm from Harlem. I've had my own run-ins, and I ain't no fucking criminal. Shit, I ain't never even been... I ain't never been arrested, but I've been accosted a couple times. That's why I learned my Miranda rights when I was six. The scary thing is my mom felt the need to teach me my Miranda rights. It's six. The fact that most black children don't feel comfortable around police, but nobody sees a problem with that. They tell us shit like, don't resist arrest. Do you under, how, how many people that say that, I wonder, have they been arrested? Because the whole thing with being arrested is very uncomfortable and you would resist naturally. Put your hands behind your back. My nigga, why would I ever do that? You can't walk like that. If I'm not being arrested for a violent crime, the fuck I got to put my hands behind my back for? Put them in front of me. Let me walk to the fucking, let me walk to the car with you. Don't resist. I wouldn't if you weren't pulling my shoulder out of socket. Shit hurts. So, again, I think it's a, I think it's a lot more complicated mm -hmm. than people give it credit for. And I feel like they're making it impossible for a dialogue to be had and people want to have a dialogue. But again, police, they're, they are against it. Who wants to have a dialogue? Well, both sides. Well, first, 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 we need justice. Mm -hmm. You need to get rid of the ones that you need to get rid of and you need yeah. to arrest the ones that we need arrested. And I'm not, and, and you know the fuck part, bro, is that it's so deep. They've, there's so many people to name that you're destined to forget some. Yeah. Right, but here's something else it creates. It creates contempt. I remember that week when they started, yeah. and I'm gonna be straight honest. I remember when when it started the protest. I remember when the slogan in the uh, protest was "fuck the police." In the Bronx, on the other hand, they was on some different shit. I seen a video of an officer. He was walking in the middle of the street. A car came out of nowhere. Bye. Sent them in the air, flying. Here's what I mean. Because an honest person, you can you can be mad at what was said here, but you can't be mad. I went to the comments. That, that cop got hit by that car. You know what the comments said? Looked like he had a pre-existing condition to me. You know what that stems from? Not a lack of sympathy for the officer. No, it's not that. It's shoving the logic that they shove down our throats when they kill us being used against you. See, that's what you're creating, people. Because for all I know, that officer that got hit by that car might be a great guy and a great officer. He might be one of the good cops that y'all tell us so much about. But I can't even feel sorry for him the way I would. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you seem to have made the occupation the problem. And when I say you, I'm talking about the system. Because notice, everybody that's a part of the movement, we want the bad cops gone. And when I say gone, I mean fired and arrested and put in prison. Like you would do an average murderer. And once you do that, you'd completely shift this divide between police and the public. Because this isn't just them killing us. This is them killing civilians in general. And your leader, the president of the free world, when they asked him about it, he said, because, and I'm paraphrasing here, so to all you people that look this stuff up, really look it up. But he said, they asked him something along the lines of, hey, man, you know, uh, the cops are disproportionately killing black people. He's like, why would you say that? Why would you say such a thing? They're also killing white people. Why would you say such? Why would you ask such a horrible question? Now, I don't know how you interpret that, but I was sitting at home. I couldn't stop laughing because it's like, my man, you just answered. So you're saying 
that they're also killing white people, right? And if you look up the numbers, y'all get really killed by the cops. So we look at the numbers and they're killing civilians in general, according to you, Mr. President, and that's not a problem. They kill white people too. That's okay. I, I, I'm confused. I'm confused. So either you see the problem or you fucking don't. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is you have parts of your population that's not, and I'm not saying you don't need police. What I am saying is that this good cop that you keep telling us about, and it's a damn shame because there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But this good cop that you tell us about, every good cop I know know a bad cop. But they also know an even worse system that's even more unforgiving if they speak up. You know what happened to those officers if they speak out against a bad cop? Do you understand that Derek Chauvin's bitch ass was training those other officers that day? What if we didn't see that video, dog? That would have been what they went with because that was their training. Think about that. Think about that. These motherfuckers get to remain anonymous. I don't even know the names of the other fucking... Um, uh, I don't like acknowledging them as humans. I truly don't. I truly don't. The other fucking pets that were with him that day, if we wouldn't have got that video, that would have been the enrichment that they got, that this is the way to treat another human being. That. Mm. That type of brutality is wearing a badge right next to the good cop or training the next generation of cops. And we're supposed to be comfortable with that. And people say certain things like, yo, why don't why didn't anybody jump in, right? Take a second. Like really, we both sitting in here. Do you understand that the lady who filmed that? It's a lady. A black lady filmed that. Understand what she must have been going through. George Floyd wasn't a small man. Mm. Big guy, right? Big guy. Probably as big as a brother. Probably as big as a father. Probably younger than a father. Probably maybe the, even the same age as a brother if she has one. And she understood that if she acted in that moment, look what they were doing to him. It's a lady. She watching somebody that looks like her brother, looks like her son, looks like her dad, looks like her boyfriend, that she knows is physically stronger than she is. They're killing that man right in front of her. Mm. She also realizes if she doesn't get this video, he basically died twice. So it's not that she's being inactive. It's what the fuck else can she do? You paralyze them. You paralyze them. People aren't not reacting because they don't want to react. You think motherfuckers didn't want to go in suplex Derek Chauvin off that man? Of course they did. And if that lady had the power to, she would have. But you also see Sandra Bland is dead and was in police custody. You've also seen these videos since you, you were eight since I was six. Conditioning means something. To hear that lady's voice, dog, and to understand, for people like me, to understand that I've heard that. I've heard that fear and that urgency in black women's voice so many times when they're, when they're running down, when, when it's my friend's mother running down, to, get off my son, get off my son, let him go. That shit. 
all the time. It rings like music to me. So to see the people that get newly activated to all of that, I ain't going to lie, it, it was kind of annoying. It was kind of annoying mm. that, because I was jealous that so many people got to be so oblivious. Mm. Wish I had that. Do you feel like we're at a turning point? No, not at all. And how could I feel like that? Mm -hmm. How could I feel like that? Because we're saying the same things that my grandmother said. You understand? So there's a part of me that feels like I see the progress. I'm no fool. Mm -hmm. I think motherfuckers have done great. I think people have done great. My only qualm is look at how and why. Bro, this shit plays like a show. Because even when at the time the George Floyd happened, it's around the time and stuff like that usually happens. And I ain't, I ain't wrong. You, you agree? It's around the time. Yep. It seems like right before every big sporting event, it goes the media releases, cops doing um, some horrible shit to a person. Then you have the initial outrage, the initial mm -hmm. protests and boycotts. Then game one, right, of the NBA Finals. Then... Before game five, you have the acquittal, then the final game of the series, right? Then have some space. You have another story come out, the cops doing some shit. Then baseball starts. Mm -hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Same old thing. World Series, then election. Yeah. It's damn near been a pattern since the time I was about 16 or 17. And I, I started noticing this shit back then. It's like, but up, but up. Butter shooting. Butter, 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 cop acquitted. Butter, 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 shooting. Butter, butter, cop acquitted. It's happened too many times. To see the media play the shit, like, I, I, there's porn videos, and I've watched a lot of porn over this fucking <laughs> uh, quarantine. I haven't played my favorite porns. And I'm talking, and I, and I have shit that I have bookmarked, bro. I haven't played my favorite Porns, and I'm talking about, I've had one that I've had for about six years now. I haven't watched that. I haven't played that as many times as the media played what they did to George Floyd. Yeah. And there, I don't know, there's a paranoia in me that's like, why are you playing that so much? Not that people shouldn't see the brutality. No, 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 they should. They should understand what we're dealing with. But also that many times in a day? Do white people even have uh, public funerals when they die? I'm asking only because I've never seen one in my whole life. Meanwhile, I've seen so many black funerals, public. I can't tell you how many presidents have died since 1993. And I haven't seen their fucking funerals televised. Meanwhile, they played the grief of the Floyd family so much, so often, I could recognize George Floyd's brother by the crow's feet that developed on the side of his eyes from when he was crying that first day because they kept showing those pictures. You feel me? And something about that shit rubbed me the wrong way. And there was a lot of times during this thing where people were asking, like me, and I don't know why they asked me, but motherfuckers were like, yo, you know, they would ask, like, why are certain people doing these things? Why? And it's like, we don't owe you any explanation. We don't owe you any explanation. Because at this point, if you don't see it, what the fuck is there to talk about? What's there to talk about? They're killing our kids, fam. 
I think of all the ones that I've ever seen, the most brutal was Tamir Rice. And we don't talk about that nearly enough. That boy was 12 years old. He was playing with a toy. The cops killed him in two seconds. And I'm not, I don't want to be like, oh, one, one's worse than the other. But no, just peep game. Peep how comfortable they are killing children. That you don't even hear about that anymore. Tamir Rice didn't even really come up. Breonna Taylor, what they did to her in her house, go back and, and think of the lady who used to be a cop. This bitch wasn't even an active cop. She used to be a cop. She walked in the dude's house. Wasn't her fucking house. Killed the man. Killed the man. And you know, she walked. The excuse being, I thought it was my house. And the guy's family can't even say out loud that if I see that bitch in the street, I want to kick her chest in. They aren't even given that freedom. Meanwhile, motherfuckers got mad because we wouldn't stand for the fucking uh, national anthem. And I don't know if y'all understand this, but since we just came out of the Me Too movement and we were doing all that talk about violent imagery and shit like that, and some of y'all are so worried about these statues, if you love this country and you defending the statue of Robert E. Lee, there's a razor somewhere and there's a wrist you need to fucking cut. Because how can you ever say you love this country so much, but yet you're worshiping the statue of somebody who literally was against this country? Literally. The United States that you supposedly care about, he would have destroyed it without a second thought. But yet there's statues of him. People that raped, murdered, slaughtered black people and Lord knows how many others. They put them on money, bro. They put them on money. George Washington is on money. Slave owners are on money. And they didn't even teach you motherfuckers that Black Wall Street was even a thing. You had to learn about it. And I thought it was bullshit at first. They had to look it up and go, wait, what? That's the country that we live in. Meanwhile, their heroes get to do, and when I say their heroes, I'm only talking about the people, because you got to disclaim shit sometimes so people don't get confused. I'm talking about the people that are all for, oh, you better not tear down Christopher Columbus statue. Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Because if you're comfortable acknowledging people that did such fuck shit, well, I want it back on the reverse then. I want it on the reverse. If we can excuse what they did or acknowledge both things, because duality is true. You know what I'm saying? Duality is a thing. So then let it be a thing all the way around. So if y'all want to keep up a statue of Christopher Columbus, goddamn it, build a statue of Cosby. Cosby didn't kill nobody. You know what I'm saying? Rapist? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Put that on the statue too. Fuck that. Because Christopher Columbus, what, genocide? I think we, we start there. Shit, Andrew Jackson? He's on the 20. How many natives did he slaughter? And you put these people on money in front of our fucking faces. And then you tell us how important money is. So wait, I got to collect pieces of paper with my great ancestors rapist on it? And that's fine, right? Oh, because you have to understand that, yeah, they were this, but they were also this. They did more harm than good. Meanwhile, on the flip side, we have some complicated heroes like that. We have some complicated heroes. And this is by no means a defense of Cosby. It ain't that crazy shit. Miss me with all that shit. 
All I'm saying is the simple principle of these people hurt people that look like me. And for the natives, I can't even imagine how they feel looking at the fucking money, knowing, knowing what was done to their folks. And you put these things in front of their faces over and over and over again. These people expect to just go on day after day after day and not feel or react to the shit that they have to consume or that's forced down their throats every single day. And then you have to wake up one morning and watch these motherfuckers riot with guns because they can't get their hair done. If you don't get the fuck out of here. So yeah, what else we talking about? Nico, we got we got no more time right now, but we'll, we'll hey, you broke you broke the record though. Goddamn right, I told you. <laughs> and next time next time you come in, I'll have to book uh book a longer studio <laughs> stay. <laughs> book yeah, two times. <laughs> but uh, no, real talk. Uh, it's uh always a pleasure to have you on Pleasure's to talk about to mine, talk bro. about everything and everything. Yeah, feelings man. to what's going on. It's uh it's a beautiful thing. And uh always. and uh people can follow you. I believe your website is nicowhite.com. Your Instagram yes. nicowhite93. Yes, indeed. If you and guys want to follow me, I don't really yeah, use Twitter. Yeah, use your Twitter. Like what that. else can Marcellus yes. available everywhere? Available of. everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, if you um like me, like Felix said, you can find me on Instagram at nicowhite93. That's at n e k o w h i t e 93. If you like to check out my album, it is on iTunes. It's called Marcellus. M-A-R-S-C-E-L-L-U-S. I really hope that you'll give it a look, and I hope that you'll have a laugh on me. Um, Keep an eye out. I hope to be putting something dope out soon. And Felix, brother, I appreciate you for having hey, me. always. And I wish you all the best. I hope nobody misinterprets anything I said. But at this point, if you yeah. do, I can't care. My intentions were good, and I wish you the best. <laughs> Long live. Stay alive. And where's this going? <laughs> Beautiful. Nico White, everybody. Yeah, big claps. Black lives matter. Y'all stay safe. Masks matter. All right? Let's put them back on. Yeah, I don't <laughs> shit. You ain't have to tell me. <laughs>